Okay, the truth is, really, really, this holiday, this Yom Gadol called Purim, or Yemeh Purim, because there's more than one day. We have some days, Yerushalayim is Tetvav, all cities are Tetvav, 15th day of Purim, of Adar. Other parts of the world are the 14th, but still, these days are very, very, very big days, and they need Hachana, they need preparation. It's true, we're a little late in the draw now, but still, better late than never. We know that Purim, according to the Ariza, we say that everyone knows this famous statement that Yom Kippurim, Yom Kippur is like Purim, which means Purim in a certain aspect has something higher than even Yom Kippur, and it's an explanation, of course. But if that's the case, in whatever ramifications it means, but that means it needs preparation. If Yom Kippur needs 40 days of Salihot, Purim should need at least the same amount of time to prepare yourself. So, how do we come off just one week before start talking about Purim? But as I said, better late than never. Purim is a wonderful day. It's a special day. It's a day of closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a different way. Out of happiness. Simha, which is the highest level. The highest level is always Simha. On Yom Kippur, people are scared. There's a mishpat, there's a judgment, there's a case. Will he come out? Will he be acquitted? Will he have a good year? People are thinking. They're crying in the for a good year. Them and their families. And Purim something else? Like the second half. It's, it's the happy part. Out of simha. It's like ni'ilah, but it's out of happiness. Those who know what Purim is, they know how to, how to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Purim. That's a tremendous height. And the day is miracles, which means normally a person asks for miracles, not so simple because a person, if he needs something and he wants a miracle, miracles cost sometimes. They cost certain things. Not always to do a miracle in Shemaim, but if they do a miracle, they take away, they detract some mitzvot of the account. Some rewards, some things he did that were good in this world, they take it away and they give him what he wants. But he lost out. But on Purim, since the whole day was a miracle, so you're allowed to even request miracles because that's the day, the day to day miracles. That's the, 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 the statement of that day is a miracle. And nothing's being detracted from anybody, which means a person can ask for things that are off the natural, that normally you don't ask for them during the year. So it has a great height that day and it needs really to be prepared for. And especially this week, it's not for nothing this week as before, Parashat Zachor. The parasha about reading, about wiping out Amalek, which is very important to us. We don't know today who's Amalek exactly. Yet we have to have the full opposition in our hearts and in our mouths when we read this parasha this week. It's three pesukim. It's a mitzvah from the Torah. One of the six fourteen mitzvot to remember what Amalek did to you when he came out of Egypt. That he just tailed after you and he just... He started up with you, he fought Am Yisrael, and he lowered the level of Am Yisrael. Until then, everybody was scared to fight. Everybody was scared. There were ten plagues, and the Yamsuf, and the splitting of the sea. People were scared. Nations were trembling. They were trembling. It says in Az Yashir, we say it every day, they were trembling, the nations. And then came this one fool. He got smashed for it. But it's like a hot, Rashi says, like a hot bath. That no one wants to go into it. One yo-yo walks and jumps in there and gets burned. But now it's considered in their eyes, it got cooled off. The impossible is broken. And that's why Hashem was so upset at Amalek. And that's why he says that his chair and his name will not be complete till they're wiped out of this world. 
And the Torah is very, obviously in the Torah is very, very, we have Rahmanut, but when it comes to something like this, since he took Hashem's name down in the world, which the whole world, the whole purpose of this world is, as the Pasuk says in the Nabi Yishaya, Hashem created the world, that people should be able to appreciate Hashem and, his, and his, what he did for the world. But when someone like this comes along and makes such a thing, a trouble against the nation, that Hashem just did miracles for no, was for a big reason that Amban says he did it to show for all generations that he is almighty and they should serve him right. He created them that they should serve him. He doesn't need the servitude really. We need the servitude. We, we have to become better people. It makes us better people so we can earn, earn our reward next world. So this Amalek has to be wiped out. That's what we say, Zakhor, remember, Bapeh. The Gemara says, you have to say it out. You must read it from the kosher parchment. Preferable to read a better Sefer Torah. To read this, this reading, this once a year, it's a Torah mitzvah. You must be there. Even ladies. But uh, if they can't make it, Hamvaya says that they, could, they don't have to make it if they can't make it. But men must make it. Men have to be there. A lot of ladies also go if they can. But... Men should have to have to be there. They miss out. They missed out the Torah mitzvah of reading the parasha. Now, very important to know that since we're reading about the wiping Amalek out this week, the entire week goes after the Shabbat, which means the entire week has a segula atzuma, has a tremendous segula for a person to extricate himself, to free yourself of any evil thoughts that are against religion, against the Torah, against Hashem. A person should use this week, it's already Wednesday, but use the week that has big, big Kiddushah. The next week's coming from now till Pesach, every Shabbat has another element special that is not in different Shabbatot. This week is one thing, next week is Parashat Para, that's the purity Shabbat. To get purified before Hashem. The next one after that is Yudh Quran Pesach, also has its thing, and then the Shabbat Rosh Chodesh, Shabbat of Barachin, we bless the new month of Nisan. Then you have also Shabbat Gadol. Every Shabbat he is counting extra special, and not to, not to miss any of them. Miss means don't be out of Shabbat, be involved in Shabbat, be involved in the table, be involved in the singing, be involved in the singing, the Torah on the table, going to shul properly. Don't talk in shul, by the way. I want to stick this into the class because it's been discussed now all over the world. It's plague. Hashem should save us from it. It's been spoken now. It's been put in all the shuls. A lot of shuls have the signs put up about uh, a story. I have it inside. Uh, I'll read you the story just now. This, this, this parentheses. I want to read this now to the boys. Um, the story goes like this. A, a guy, he signs his name on the letter. He had a dream. You know what, do me a favor, please give me, it's in my briefcase outside. I want to just translate the letter, that the boy should get the message out there. Very important letter. That really will help us to make a better Shabbat. And to have be prepared more for Purim in a better way. So here's the letter, thank you. Here's the letter that's been given out all over Jerusalem, all over the country. It shows people that the picture with a mask on the face saying, No medaber, does not talk in shul. Here's the letter. It says like this. There's a man who is sick now with cancer. His name is Hezkiyahu Yosef bin Sarafa. He should have a 
He's a avrech, a learning person. About two months ago, in the middle of of Chodesh Hashvan, he said he heard in a dream at night. He didn't know. He didn't see anybody in his dream, but he heard someone that he doesn't know who he is. He says, Yossi, his name is Joseph. He goes, Yossi, strengthen the topic of not talking during the prayer and during the Sefer Torah reading. To each person, there's a, there's a purpose in this world and if it is upon you to strengthen this topic. He says, I got up in the morning and he says, I didn't pay attention to that dream and I said, it's probably just a sketch of the dream. A week after, after that, I was surprised to see in a certain alone, a certain magazine called Ishlari'ahu, a story almost exact same on someone else that a person had the same dream as I had. Amazing. That they were asking him in his dream to stop talking in shul during the prayer and Torah. And to see to it the others stop also. And after a short time, this person this, in, in this magazine, the one's writing the story about himself, says that he got cancer short time after that dream. And the, the person, that person who had that dream got the cancer, he thought maybe there's a connection between the two things, the dream and the cancer. So he signed up 770 people that will not talk during the prayer and the Sefer Torah. And after a short while, he was healed completely from cancer. Miraculously. I thought, says this Hazkiyahu, this one writing this letter, that I also, maybe he said, maybe also it's a type of, same type of a dream. But of course, the way the world is, you know, I didn't care so much about the dream. After a month and a half, the beginning of Hanukkah, I dreamt again the same halom, but the same dream. But this time, I saw my father, the tzaddik, who passed, passed away, he says, Rabbi Ben Siyon Felman, standing as if in awake, and in front of my eyes, in my dream, and says to me, Yossi, this thing has to do with you personally. See to it that others do not speak in the shul during the prayer. This time I got up all, oh, oh, scared. But I calmed myself down saying, eh, it's not, it's not a big deal, it's not really anything. Probably I thought about it during the day, so I saw, I saw, it, I saw it the dream in the night. But right after that, he started to feel not good, he says. And two weeks later, they found by him cancer. Wow. He says, I am, I am sure that I was punished, he says, for not caring about the dream that Shamayim twice tried to wake me up and my father also came to me. And I'm going to quote what Rabbi Shemuel Wasner the, the chief rabbi of Bnei Brak had written in his Sefarim, he has 12 books, big books, Hamavadiyah loved him. He says that the cancer spread that has knocked out many people, Hashalom, was caused because people are degrading the, the sanctity of the shul. And they speak during the tefillah, and that's the reason that the tefillah, the prayers, are not being accepted in front of Hashem, because it's talking in the middle of prayer. And he added that if the people would stop talking during the tefillah, cancer would go away the same way it just came. He says, therefore, I'm, I'm asking, I'm calling out to anybody who read this letter, maybe in the merit of this awakening, Hashem will have mercy upon me and I'll get Avrafu Ashalema. Hazkiyahu Yosef ben Sarafaiga. This is the letter that he wrote. I just translated you a letter. And Rabbi Gamliel Rabinowitz, the Bimbu Kuba, the big Kabbalist in Yerushalayim, you can see it if you want, it's on the thing. He said that this plague that's coming, that came now, he says people have to pray three times a day in Shul and not talk during the prayers, he said. That 
will make them be saved from this trouble. There was a message given out very clearly all over, all over the Edisayim. People have to take this serious, try your best you can. As I, I've said this many times about Victor Miller, it's printed in the book, Lachin Afshi. And there's two stories there about Rabbi Victor Miller. Victor Miller is a very, very special man, we all know. Very nice to everybody. A person came to him one time and he says he has cancer. What should I do, Rabbi? He was diagnosed. He says, I need a blessing. He says, he didn't answer any blessing. He says, says, listen, the shul you're praying, do they talk during Sefer Torah? He says, yes, they do. He says, then I cannot help you. I'm sorry. The man was so shocked from the answer. But he made the move that he couldn't do almost. He left his shul and found a shul. He don't talk. Miraculously, about three weeks, four weeks later, he was diagnosed, nothing there, negative. It left him. On the same page in the book, there's two stories, Same, another one, also Miller, same one again. Told him the same thing, also left his shul. So we have to realize this is a very dangerous thing, and the explanation to this is a CD from Rabbi Yitzhak Sarotskin was given out in English, in America, all over. Try to get a hold of it. Rabbi Yitzhak Sarotskin on Tefillah. I put it, to, it's in the yeshiva's computer now, so I want to get it. It's a tremendous thing. He explains over there that the Mahalami Prague says that the Shekhinah today, where is Hashem's presence located? There's no, no temple, no sanctuary, no better destroyed. So Hashem's presence is found only in the shuls. And that's our protection, the shuls and the learning, house of study. If in those places a person is not respecting, so he takes away Hashem from this world and there's no purpose of Hashem in the world. And that causes the person to be destroyed, Why? Because it means avadon. Because if the whole purpose of the world was was to sanctify and glorify Hashem's name, and it's done in the shuls, that's the main place where we do it, and the shechina is there, Hashem's presence is resting there. So when a person takes that away, there's no purpose to the universe anymore. That's why it's so serious. And he quotes he quotes a rabbi from Barapak. I wrote a bunch of Sfarim, Hacham Vayos quotes his books called Be'ed Moshe, the Debit Scene Rabbi from Barapak, Pastor Moshe's turn, Pastor many years ago. Not many years, maybe 20, 15 years ago. And he says that he was present in Auschwitz. He was there himself. Thousands of Jews were standing there by the train. And some lady out of nowhere came and started to scream with like a microphone, loud like crazy. The thousands just kept quiet, they all heard her. And spoke in Yiddish or German, and she says, You Jews, you know why you're suffering? Because you talk in your shuls. You talk in your shuls. In the Sephardic lands, they didn't talk in shuls. The Holocaust didn't get there. It saved them. But they're talking shuls, and that's why they're suffering so much. And then she just disappeared into thin air, he said. He saw it in his own eyes, this rabbi. He's Gadot Adot, this rabbi. How much stern? He said, I saw also another place also. I saw some other rabbi in Brock said also, he's my number. I was there also on the train tracks. And this lady came out nowhere and she left. And they said that I was an angel from Shamayim, from heaven, to tell them, make no mistake why it's coming. You're not getting, they weren't getting hit for no reason. There was a very big reason in, in that story. And in 1648, 1649, when the Cossacks overthrew the Polish government and they overran the whole Ukraine and destroyed hundreds of Jewish villages, they killed them all, burned them, killed them. It's written down in the book. I saw the book, Tita Yavin. And they made a question in a dream. Svatim Tov made a question dream. What did it come for? What's, what, was the, what was the claim against the Jewish people? Because they spoke in Shul in the prayers. It's a CD to hear. He has more. He has, he has stories that will take you off the chair. He has stories that are tremendous stories that happened a few years ago in, in 2012. 
the Gedolei Israel were fighting, all the passed away at that year, they were told to Hashem, to, 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 the, to the court in Shemaim, Mashiach has to come, they said. Mashiach has to come. There's so much Torah in the world. There's so much Hesed in the world. There's so much good Amish is doing in the world. So the accusing said, angel says, no, we're not accepting that. And they said, so then suddenly, who, who stepped in? Hashem stepped in and says, and what about my honor? What about my honor? So one of the rabbis, who I passed away at the time, just said, what type of honor are you talking about? So he said, so then he didn't see it, he didn't hear anything. He just saw in gold letters, Bet Resh Khaftav, He Yod Yod Dalit. And what was it? It was a dream. Someone had, this is a dream. It's all in a dream. Someone had a dream. Some guy from Yerushalayim had a dream. It was in America. Had a dream in 2012. Pasha Azino. And he said, he said, that's not what that is. What does that mean? So he told him, your father will explain it to you. His father died 40 years before. Suddenly in the dream, he sees his father. He says, he says, he says why don't you know what that means? That means, Masichet Berachot, Daf He, Daf Yod, Daf Yod Dalit. And when you check those three dapim, the Gemara, you see it talks about the honor, honoring of prayer. Not to talk to somebody for the prayer, meet somebody for prayer, talk to them for, for, for 20 minutes, and come to shul, and talking and things. And those three dapim talk about, to talk about. So that was the dream sense. It's an amazing thing. A remarkable thing. So you understand that this thing is holding back a lot of prayers. He says a story about somebody who passed away. No, somebody has a 17-year-old kid, a girl who had cancer in the liver. And they were broken, the parents. And they're waiting in the waiting room for the doctor. They saw, he met a, a, a guy from Yerushalayim that was there for some reason. And he tells him, what's the problem? So, so then he tells him, what happened to his daughter? So he says, you know what? I'll tell you a story about myself, he says. He was a guy in Hatsana. And one time, he just dropped dead in shul. And his friend, who was in Hatsana, didn't know what to do. He couldn't see his friend going, going like that. So they hold that they couldn't, get, couldn't, couldn't find a pulse. And the guy couldn't find a pulse. He said, he, got, he said that the friend got up there and says, Rabotai, please, congregants, fellow congregants, maybe we should take upon ourselves not to talk to you in the prayer and the Sefer Torah reading. Maybe his friend will have his Zuchud find a pulse. They accepted upon themselves. The shul at the time. That one. A few minutes later, they found pulse. But again, in the, on the way to the hospital, with them, again, they lost the pulse again. In the hospital, they tried, 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 tried everything, tried everything. They put a white sheet over him, they said, it's over, it's over, it's over with, it's over, finished. This friend couldn't see it anymore. He again called him in the shul, he says, take upon ourselves again, 100%, really not to talk in the shul, maybe, he'll, maybe we'll get him back. He couldn't see his friend go like that. And his friend, he himself worked on the guy, and then he finally got a pulse back. And he says, two weeks later, he was dancing in the wedding of his daughter. So he told this guy, the 17 year old daughter, he says to him, Take upon yourself not to talk in shul and the prayers and Sefer Torah. You'll have an S. So the guy who heard the story said it was so hard for him to do that. He used to talk all the time. Oh, let me just spoke. Now, I missed one part of the story. When this guy, the main part, when this guy died, lost the pulse, he died. He went to Shammah, he the Shammah. That's what he says. He says, and he told him, It's over. That's it. He says, because you've spoken praying all the time, you're taking it out. So he said, but give me another chance. So he, they, they told him, they said, first of all, you never prayed even. And now you didn't pray, 
your whole shul didn't pray because you spoke out, you held back all the prayers. No one's prayed what Yatashamayim. No one prayed, no one prayed anything. For years. Insane story. So he said, give me another chance, please, another chance, please. He says, I'll actually give you. He said, I'm going to see to it. Not only I don't speak, others don't speak. He said, it was very hard to me. He couldn't do it. But he did it. He didn't speak and made others not speak. And he said, then he got up and he came back. I got the balls again. That's why he came back. So he said. So he told this guy, with his seven-year-old daughter, take upon yourself this thing. He did it. A few weeks later, they came for the surgery on the liver. The doctor, I told him it's going to be a very tough surgery. He hears the doctor saying, so he says, tells him, nothing to do, nothing to do. He got so broken, he told who knows what. Nothing to do means he's over with. Doctor comes out and says to him, no, 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 no. There's no cancer. What did you do? So he told him, we did some great acceptance upon ourselves in our synagogues not to talk to you in the praise and we'll have this great miracle. So understand, this is what I just tell you now, boys, it's parentheses. I'm telling you only because now because it's all over Israel now. And it's been said about the crone, Corona, I don't want to say the word, but saying Corona, I'm saying that, that's the one. It said about Corona, that thing, Hashem the plague should not be strengthened. That you have to know this thing could save us big time. Rabbi Wood said that this is a major item. He said, You're careful with this with Hashem, you have to see As hard as it is, make the effort. We have to pray in the right places and see to other. Not only we don't speak in Shul, we don't say Torah and praying in the Kaddish, in the Amidah, Hazara. Also, see that others don't talk either. And you have to know if you're going to stay there and not say anything, it's as if you're talking yourself. Either you say something or get out, or go find a better place and save your life and that of your children and your family. All that is parentheses, but I'm saying it because it had to be said this week. Rabbi Kanievsky just wrote a letter on this letter. So just said he printed all the shoes. He wrote a letter on this dream. He printed, he wrote out a whole letter stating how you're not supposed to talk anywhere. And he brings all the sources of Hanakha. He saw this letter of Chaim, and on this letter, he wrote another letter about this thing to take it very serious. That's parentheses. But just to finish with Purim again, we need preparation. And this week's preparation is to eradicate any evil thoughts, any evil mindset, any wrong mindset against, you don't say religion, or people who keep religion, to try to keep ourselves on the right side, to understand that Hashem, religion is the best, Torah is the real thing, and this is the week to work on, which is represented in many different ways. A guy could be holding a phone, he has a phone in his house, and in Shul Shabbat, he's stamping Amalek, he's wiping Amalek, and meanwhile, He's carrying every day in his pocket Amalek. Amalek has different forms. Different ways. So don't step Amalek out and then miss out. Hashem. So for now, I guess, there's not much time left, but that'll be, that's at least for such preparation of Purim. A lot more to be said about Purim. There's a big, big thing going on next week. Giant days are coming up, Hashem. But this Shabbat is a preparation in itself also. Shabbat Zachor, remember. Okay.